Good morning, everyone. It's Friday. Yay! Woohoo! And it is time now for your Berkshire Realty bi weekly podcast. John is not here today, so I am his fill in. And we are here with realtor Adam Helgeson. How are you doing, Adam? We'll see how, how well I can do this. Yeah, doing good. Um, hanging in there. It's Friday. Yeah, happy Can't Friday. Complain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any big plans for the weekend? I don't as of right now, but I'm sure I don't. I'll probably go to Fargo or something tomorrow. Go. I love Thunder Road. Uh-huh. Why not go, go ride some go-karts, change it up? I was sounds, talking to my cousin. We might do that. Sounds so, good. Very all right. cool. Well, first question I got, how's the market right now? The market, it's, uh, it's doing good. You know, it's still holding strong. So on the buyer's side, um, it's nice because it's slowing just a little bit. You know, houses aren't going right away. They uh, might stay on a day or two or three before, you know, giving buyers a chance to actually look at them before there's five offers. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. and you know, if you're looking to sell too, it's nice because, you know, it gives you that little bit of breathing room and you, um, have a chance to review a few offers instead of being overwhelmed right away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not such a quick process. So, mm-hmm. um, I've been in real estate for five, five or six years now and the market up here is always strong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, Sometimes it's absolutely insane, but I've never seen it bad. Mm-hmm. I don't so. know if I asked you this already, but when when's like the busiest time for you guys? What month? Um, usually starting in March is when it starts to pick up and March through August. But I mean, there's I'm busy year round. I close mm-hmm. four or five in January. You know what I mean? It's you get in as, as a realtor, you get in what get out what you put in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I could have a slow summer if I just sit on my phone and play Candy Crush. Like all of us young kids, but we, yeah. what we do. Yeah. You know, I, I actually had a question for you because I was listening to a podcast the other day. And it's, I don't really get it because like the housing market from the shows that you guys have been on, like, on here is like houses are going like crazy. It seems mm-hmm. like people are buying and selling like crazy. But when I was listening to this podcast, I don't understand how that is because it sounds like everybody is like inflation is so high, you know, people aren't working. There's like all these shortages on everything. So is it like a, a thing that's it's they're going really fast around here or is it not so much other other well, places? You, you got to look at the economy here compared to where you're listening to the podcast. You know, the economy in Grand Forks is a little different than it is in San Francisco or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yes, there's shortages around. Um, people can't find workers, but, you know what I mean, the, the people that want to sit home and collect unemployment aren't the ones out buying houses. You know what I mean? It's So, I mean, there's, there's people still working. Um, you know, I was listening to... Uh, Ben Shapiro yesterday, and he was saying, hey, on average, you know, the, you, the Americans had more money saved up in their bank account at the end of last year than another year. You know yeah. what I mean? With COVID and everything, you think it'd be different because, but people were still working from home, but they weren't out shopping, doing all the other stuff. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are having this extra money from not going on vacation, not doing this. So they're, you know, buying houses. Um, same with lake property. You know, without going on vacation, they're... I think America in general is kind of going back to more family oriented. Hey, let's, you know I mean? We don't need to go on these lavish trips. Let's buy a lake place and have a place to hang out as a family every weekend instead of one big trip once a year or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, I know that uh, campers have been going like nuts. I mean, anything. I even bought one, you know, I don't know. You nice. camping? 
Oh. <laughs> well, I got, I got the one, you know, so I have a TV and an AC oh, and all that kind okay. of stuff. That's I mean, not camping. The, yeah. yeah. Not, well, um, like mobile I'm, home, as you call it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's anything recreational is going nuts. Even uh, at the man show, I was out there doing a booth, and I was looking at this boat, and he's like, I got three of them coming in this year. The first one's already sold. I have this one and one more coming in in August. Now it's kind of hee-hawing about it. I'm like, God, this thing's beautiful. It'd be perfect. It was like a deck boat, but you could fish, you could ski, you know what I mean? Um, the next day I went over, he's like, well, this one's gone. The only one I've left is one coming in August. I went back over later that day, and he's like, sorry, man, they're all gone. You know what I mean? He's like, you can't keep boats in stock. Um, that was one of the problems I had even when I was going to get a camper. I felt bad because I wanted to get one from a local dealership, and I wasn't able to because they didn't have any in stock. All the ones that were out on their floor were sold, and they said that they weren't sure when they were even going to be able to get another one, so yeah. I had to go out of town. Well, even cars. You know, my <laughs> wife's got a... I'm actually pimping it today. Um, nice Nissan Armada. And she's. we went on vacation, and she drove something smaller. And she's like, man, it was kind of nice having a little bit of a smaller ride. But so I've been researching, you know, midsize SUVs with three rows. And there's, you know, like we were looking at the Kia Telluride. There's a year wait to get yeah. one. If you put it in, I'm like, what? Well, since when is there a year wait to get a damn new car? Um, but, yeah, there, people. Yeah, my, my uh, parents actually just bought one of those Tellurides. They're cool cars yeah but i heard that uh, somebody actually bought uh, they sold one used for more than one that's new oh yeah oh wow yeah well used cars right now is nuts and that's why you know i can get more for this armada trade-in than what i paid for it like two years ago mm-hmm. um so yeah if you're looking to get rid of a used car right now now is the time to do it but. i mean and that kind of goes back to what you know with my question about the housing i mean so right now you know, the the values of them and everything. Is that why, it, like, the market is so huge? Well, yeah, the values are, the values go up with supply and demand, of course. Right now, there's more buyers than there are sellers, right? So the demand goes up, so the prices go up. Also, you have to look at the interest rates, right? When interest rates, when I bought my first house, interest rates were at 6%, right? And the mortgage says, you'll never see this again. I'm like, yeah, you're right, I haven't seen it again. It's been lower, right? Mm-hmm. But when interest rates were high that brings the house prices down, right? Because you can't afford as much, right? <clears throat> when the interest rates are as low as they are now, you know, it's, it's weird. You think the house price would stay the same. You just have a lower interest rate, but nope, it makes the prices go up, you know? So there's a lot of different factors that, that go into it. And as agents, all, what we do is, you know, our method is we look at similar houses that have sold in the last year based on, you know, biggest thing is style right whether it's a one story two story one and a half story um year built and location and then we find some close comps you know comparable homes that have sold and then we do our additions and deductions based on square footage based on number of bedrooms garage stalls whether it's attached detached certain features condition um you know to come up with the market value so Mm -hmm. a lot of people like to use that price per square foot uh, I'm not a big fan of that unless you're comparing new builds because you could have two identical houses. One's completely updated with everything, you know, and the other one's a total shithole. Um, I can say that on this, right? This is yeah. the radio. Okay, yeah. good. You just can want, say it. Just want to make sure. Um, and they're like. That's what I was supposed to play after you let one out. Boom, boom, Long one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you have those two houses totally different, 
And they're like, well, this one's price per square foot is 120, and that one's only 60. You know what I mean? You you can't really base it on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, I, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, because. I just figure it, you know, being a realtor, you might know a little bit of about it, but now you got, um, so Biden was talking about this eviction mor- mem- oh. moratorium. Is that what it was called? Yeah. I heard so, about it. You know, so that's like people don't have to pay rent. They can't get evicted. So is there anything that's going on on the, on the flip side of it for the people that are the, the, the homeowners or the people that are the, the renters? I've had uh, people call me saying, Hey, uh, I'm going to try and sell this, you know what I mean? Because um, they're they're tired of getting screwed. But you have to, okay, so let's say you're my tenant, right? And I have a year lease with you. We're six months in, and now I want to sell the place. The new buyer has to, you know what I mean, adhere to that lease. They can't, like, evict you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now it's a new new investor's turn to deal with not getting paid, you know? So... That's why you will never see me do rentals, um, just because I hate stupid people. So, <laughs> we all do. Yeah. We all do. Well, you work with Paul, so I don't know if that's true. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Now you could do the ba da da. Oh, you did it backwards again. <laughs> he pays me, so I gotta, yeah. I gotta watch it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> I get so. paid now. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a good time to look, you know, just make sure you're getting represented. Find, a, find an agent you like and. Start searching. Don't don't just go to an open house and talk to Joe Schmo, whoever's working the open house, and say, "Yeah, I'm ready to go." Yeah, I mean, do your due diligence. I mean, it's a huge purchase. Make sure you interview a few agents, see who is out there, um, find someone that you know will represent you well. And do you yeah. do you think do you get a lot of uh, do you think you know when you people are looking for a realtor. Do you think a lot of it's more referral? Because so I guess where I'm going with this is that it seems like when you have a lot of the realtors in town, it seems like they kind of own the market, so to speak. Where so you have like your top sellers, and it just seems like they people naturally or generally just go to those those people as opposed to some yep. of the other ones that are newer. Yep, and it is that way. I mean, you have that referral base, mm-hmm. um, and the best thank you a realtor can get is a referral. You know what I mean? But you, you look at history in, in Grand Forks, right? The top agents usually don't stay on the top very long, right? They start building that referral base, and they get higher and higher and higher. And all of a sudden, they're the top agent. Now they have a huge workload, and their customer service drops, right? So now they're like, oh, man, well, I had a bad experience. So then they don't get as many referrals. And then the other guy comes, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I actually have a question. How many oh. clients can you have at one time? Is there like a maximum? Does that make sense? As many as you can handle. You oh, know what okay. I mean? So I, I try and limit myself, you know what I mean? Just to make yeah. sure they get the the proper care and you know what I mean? You can't it, have too many. Yeah. I mean, if you have, let's say you have 25, 30 people you're looking for a house, you know what I mean? It's hard to search yeah. daily for that many different people with different things. And um, I even hate it because I have, you know, when you have clients, you know, different clients that are looking for the exact same thing, well, now you're showing the same house to three different groups and you might be putting in offers on the same house from two of your different clients and you can't, you know, tell, yeah. Hey, well, I know there's another offer for this or that. You know what I mean? You have to, you can't jeopardize your other client. So, I mean, it gets, it gets tricky. Um, but, that was another question I had too. Cause when I was looking for a house, you know, we'd go in and we'd look at them and there would be, you know, 
three dozen realtors cards on the table from all the other ones that have shown the house. But I thought that uh, a realtor was only able to show houses that they were approved to show through like their realtor, their realty company. Is that not, you can show any house that you want. It doesn't matter. It's just free for all. Yeah. If you're a realtor, you can show any house. Um, Now I've heard in the past where, um, you know, as a homeowner, right. Let's say I have a, a house listed for sale and they had a bad experience with, you know, a certain agent or a certain company, that specific homeowner can say, hey, I do not want um, that specific company or that agent coming into my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, we do have one. Well, we no got a phone call. Way. What? Can you hear us? Caller? I think I, I have. One second. Oh. Connecting. We are connecting. I, I normally I took oh, it off I of like Bluetooth all the time because sometimes when we get calls, it's not somebody for the show, and then oh. all of a sudden they're on air. Oh, nice! So, yeah. yeah, that's so. Ba- Bailey, uh, are you still there? No. Do I have the right one up? Bailey, oh, said it couldn't connect. Oh, call back. Hold on one second. Well, she commented and she said, hey, Adam, he made shirts for my grandpa's golf tournament coming up. He's my golf. He's on my golf team. I love Adam, and he, she's your favorite friend. Aw. Love you, Baze. You're, biggest, so, you're yeah. our biggest fan, Bailey. Well, I, I apologize, Bailey. For some reason, our phone is not connecting, so oh, we'll have got, to uh, look at that. But thank you for calling in. Yeah. I've got custom shirts made for our team. So yeah. it's got a big wolf head. That's the dream team. Oh. Um, and then... Uh, on the back, it's got a big cross with wings and it's Bruce Meiser, Bruce yeah. Spicer Second Memorial Golf Scramble. So no, mm-hmm. it's our team's going to be sporting those this year. So I didn't go last year, but boo. I know boo. Um, how many people were there? That was it, like a lot. Or I uh, yeah, it was a really packed. good turnout. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. You guys should donate some stuff for the silent auction. Not putting you on the spot oh. or anything, but I kind of am. Yeah, I mean we have a jar full of. <laughs> Yeah, you know, have a, um, a GFBS pool. I'll bid on it. Yeah, I don't so, know what we'd have. That's, it's a nice hat you're wearing. Oh, donate! I thought you meant. Oh, just it can be something as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, put a little goodie bag together or something. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure we could handle something like that. Putting them on blast live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what? yeah, how's everything else going? Great, it's going great here every day. Home. I am going yeah. back to school. Let's start yeah. in what two weeks. The funny thing really? is, is, I feel like I'm interviewing you right now. I know. <laughs> I don't know questions. This is my first time doing this. And I know. John was like, yeah, it's a good experience for you. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm, hey, that, that, I'm a backup, you know. Yeah. That actually brings up a question. I mean, so now that uh, school is going to be starting up again, do you see an uptick in uh, people trying to purchase, like, uh, rental houses for students? You know, all summer there has been, um, you know, parents trying to buy. It's amazing how many parents buy houses for their students to yeah. live in instead of living in the dorms. Um, so, yeah, I've sold a few of them this year over in the, you know, UND vicinity. That's so. actually my plan. I was talking with my, well, relative who might be paying, but I do, I'm really interested. I'm going to be a sophomore. I'm thinking my junior year, I'll just try live on campus, or I might buy a house. I don't know. Because I, I, I need to do that. I need to get out. It's an, an investment. Adult. Yeah. It, one, it's an investment, right, that mm-hmm. you can sell and make money back as long as you take care of it and don't thrash it, okay? 
two, if you get one, you can rent out rooms, mm-hmm. right? So if you purchase the house, you can rent out rooms and, you know what I mean, your roommates would pay your mortgage. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wish I would have done it, like oh, been God. that smart when I was. Yeah. Well, you know. being, being military, I'm on my seventh house. Mm-hmm. I really wish I would have kept my other ones and just rented them out because they were in, you know, like southern Minnesota. One was in Thompson, North Dakota, out in Bismarck. Um, you know, I had another one here, a couple in Grand Forks. Um, you know what I mean? And just kept them, rented them, and then, you yeah. know. Uh, but man. I mean, I was even, I, I rented a condo. And I think my, probably my mortgage was like, I don't know, 900 to probably, actually, it's probably more than that, probably like 1300 a month or something. For but a condo? Maybe maybe it was like nine hundred then, but yeah, you know, it was a, a condo, so they, you know, take care of the yards and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I was renting it from the people that own the condo. Oh, you're renting it. Okay. Yeah, so, and so yeah. and this is the thing yeah. that just ir- like irked me so bad. So I lived there for uh, probably like three to three or five years, but I did the math on it. and I was like, holy cow! I've given them fifty thousand dollars in rent. Yeah. Like that's a third of the cost of owning this thing, and I've only been here for three or three to five years. Exactly. You yeah. know, a lot of people don't realize that, but then a lot of people don't have the credit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm starting my daughters young. They have a green light card, and then um, once they hit 15, I'm not going to get them a debit card. I'm going to give them a credit card, mm-hmm. right? Because a debit card doesn't do anything for your credit, right? You have no overdraft protection. You have nothing, right? If you get a low-limit credit card and pay it off every month, it helps establish your credit. They have identity theft they have credit protection they have all these perks right that credit history with the credit history with with a a low balance credit card where a debit card so it gets hacked and someone takes your money you're screwed yeah you know what i mean where the credit card will you know cancel it repay it and and investigate it where a debit card you know what i mean so i'm going to start them young get it you know get them good idea well you might you might be looking at getting them a crypto wallet at this point Yeah. yeah something it's like it's all i ever hear i feel like yeah oh i just i got some investors there in their early 20s they just we closed on a house next week and it's like his fifth rental and he hit it big in bitcoin or dodge coin or some i don't (laughs) know any of that crap so but yeah he's paying Mm -hmm. it cash and yeah yeah it must be must be pulled up in a big lifted chevy truck and i'm like it must be must be rough being in your 20s and having bunch of cash yeah i was 19 years old in hawaii with a fake id and 14 grand oh. that was gone in two months my sign-on bonus from the army oh that was fun <laughs> lucky <laughs> yeah L- lucky you i didn't get invest i didn't invest i should have yeah so okay well this was a, a yeah a good talk mm-hmm. you know so put, oh thank thank you paul <laughs> All right. This was awesome talking with you. How does someone get a hold of you? Well, if you want to reach and hear more of our stories, you can give me a shout. 701-317-1750. You can check out my website, homesbyhelgeson.com, or call any of us real estate experts at Berkshire Hathaway at 746-0303. But just make sure you ask for Adam. Perfect. Thank you for coming by. I hope you had fun with me and Paul today. Oh, yeah. No, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, This concludes this week's Berkshire Hathaway Biweekly Podcast. And if you're looking for a place and you want to fix it up, reach out to Executive Properties. If you've been putting out that remodel or something new around the house, let Executive Properties get it done. 
Executive properties does all type of commercial work and residential, such as bathrooms, kitchens, doors, siding, concrete, cabinets, and so much more. You get the picture. They will take the time and listen to you, and they will do it right. With over 30 years of experience, let Barry Romo and the crew take care of you. They offer senior and referral discounts, and they're willing to work with any budget. For all your general contractor needs, call Executive Properties at 701-330-1273 or check out executiveproperties.org. Make sure you check out their Facebook page and Google reviews too. They are their one-stop company that can do it all. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in Have a, and have a great weekend.